Minnesota-based Cargill has developed wind wings for giant cargo ships. Last week, a ship outfitted with giant 123-foot-tall sails embarked on a test journey from China to Brazil. And it's estimated these wings could help the ship dramatically slash CO2 emissions. Andrew Friedman from Axios has been tracking the story. Hey, Andrew, welcome back to ClimateCast. Thanks for having me. So, Andrew, this seems like a pretty unique solution. How do these wind wings work? You can think of them as sails that are not made up of canvas. And basically, it's going back to a much older form of marine transportation by, you know, sailboat and outfitting more modern ships with that technology or with a more modern version of that technology. So what they're trying to do is with this, they think that they can get a significant gain in efficiency and burn less fuel. Um, it's not going to be 100% renewable shipping, but that is the ultimate vision that many companies, including Cargill, has, you know, the net zero future. So why the focus on decarbonizing cargo vessels? How much does the shipping industry actually contribute to greenhouse gases? The marine shipping industry, just like the aviation industry, was left out of the UN climate negotiations framework. So those were left to different bodies to uh, figure out. So you have the International Maritime Organization that has recently been setting renewable goals for the shipping industry. But the shipping industry contributes a pretty large amount. And the vast majority of the world's bulk cargo ships are relatively young and they burn very dirty fuel. I see the BBC quoting that uh, this type of technology could reduce a vessel's lifetime emissions by as much as 30%. That seems pretty significant. And then less than 100 cargo ships currently utilize some form of wind-assisted technology. And what, there's over 100,000 of these ships in the world. So what, what's the opportunity here? It seems significant. The opportunity is significant. The opportunity is especially significant when you start building new ship designs with this type of technology built into it, because then you get even more efficiency gains. So the, the companies that are doing these sales, uh, they, they are looking at new ship designs and what materials would maximize the efficiency. So I would say with marine shipping and with aviation, these are both very hard to decarbonize sectors of the economy. And if they can do this with wind, power retrofits, that could be a significant gain in the near term in getting them to a reduction target for 2030 or 2040. And what do you think it would take to get to net zero? Is that a possibility for the marine shipping industry? I gotta believe it's possible. I, I, I hope it's not possible only with the benefit of uh, offsets, which are a double-edged sword. Um, depending on how they're done. But um, I don't think all marine ships are going to be outfitted with sails. It's going to have to be alternative fuels as well. And, you know, if you look at aviation, there's a huge push towards sustainable aviation fuels, which depends a lot on how they are manufactured. So there's movement. There's a lot of movement here. But keeping in mind just how hard it is to do this is important too. 
Well, it's interesting for us to watch on ClimateCast in the solutions space, and it's a Minnesota-based company. So, Andrew Friedman with Axios, thanks for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Thanks for having me. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutton.